0: This is episode number 138 with Jen Hansard and Jada Selner of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating
1: fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. Now, 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 the Founder Podcast, even the greatest entrepreneurs had help.
0: and also the CEO of Founder Magazine, coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to share your earbuds with me. If you are enjoying this podcast, please do make sure you subscribe, and also do share this with a friend if you can. I know you must have an entrepreneurial friend that would love this too. And also, I just wanted to let you guys know, If you haven't started a business yet, if you want to start a business or you're struggling to find an idea, we actually found out that 30% of our audience haven't even launched yet. And for us, that's a big problem. We want to help. So we're working on an awesome product and solution to help solve this problem. If you want to learn how to build a physical product-based business, uh, sell, you know, physical products online and also scale that business and grow it. Please do make sure that you sign up to be on the waitlist at foundermag.com, F-O-U-N-D-R-M-A-G.com forward slash e-commerce, and uh, you'll get notified when this product goes live. All right, now let's talk about today's guests. Uh, guests, yeah, there was two founders that joined me for this episode, Jen Hansard and Jada Selner. And uh, these two girls are the co-founders of Simple Green Smoothies. Now, what's interesting is I did this uh, interview a couple of months ago and Jada has actually stepped down from Simple Green Smoothies and uh, she's doing some other projects now. Regardless though, she was the founder And she did work on this with Jen, and they have done an incredible job with this business. And they detailed their story. They're they're incredible at social media. They're incredible at community building. And they're really, really good at refining their message and building a tribe around that message or belief. And I actually heard Jada speak at a conference that I spoke at This time last year, actually, and it was one of my favorite talks, and I was just so amazed. I couldn't stop taking notes. Her presentation was that good, and this will be the same case for you guys. You're going to want to take notes for this episode. There is so much gold shared, and I know you're going to absolutely love it. These girls are absolute superstars when it comes to building an online business, building a tribe, build a community, and especially really just giving a damn about the people that they're serving. and. Once you know that, once you care so much, you can build a very, very big business, and that's what these guys have done. All right, that's it from me. As I said, if you are enjoying these episodes, please do take the time to leave us a review and make sure you subscribe. Helps more than you can imagine. Now, let's jump into the show. So the first question that I ask everyone that comes on is, how did you get your job? But We'll take it in turns because we've got two people on the line. These guys, Jen Hansard and Jada Selner, run an amazing company called Simple Green Smoothies. And uh, yeah, we're we're doing a double interview at the same time. So who wants to go first?
2: I can go. (laughs) This is Jen. (laughs) So how did I get my job? I would say it started on a playground in 2007 with Jada. And we had our babies on blankets. And that's actually when we first met and made this connection that years later transformed into being co-owners of Simple Green Smoothies. So it started at a very random moment when we were just being first-time mommies and loving that experience. And then at the same time, like my backstory is I had actually just quit my full-time job as an art director in Santa Monica, where I worked for an ad agency. And I just realized that I didn't want to be away from my home all the time. Like I wanted to be there for my kids and find a way for them to work for me to work at home and have them by my side. And so I went on this long journey of figuring out how I could do that with the skills I had. And I knew a lot of moms were doing like coupon clipping and um, doing like surveys to make extra money. And they were so excited about it but I I knew that wasn't what was lighting me up inside. Like I wanted to make money, but I also really, really believed in following my passion. And I know Jada and I are both big believers in following your passion. And so what came out of that for me was starting my own online design agency where I worked with a bunch of nonprofits and just a a variety of awesome companies that I did branding and advertising. And I created just an online presence for them back in 2007 to... 2011. And it was during that time that Jada reached out to me from Facebook because I was sharing what I was working on, on Facebook and asked if I could do some work for her. And I would love for anyone out there that is just, just starting out and not even like confident in what you're doing, but still trying to make something out of nothing. Like, don't be scared to share what you're doing early on. And that's what I did. And because of that, Jada and I made that huge connection. We circled back around from days at our like mommies on the playground to working together in a parenting blog. And then eventually it turned into simple green smoothies. And, um, I'm sure Jada could share more about that so we don't have to double up. So I'll let her take over from here. <laughs>
1: yeah. So the same journey for me happened. Um, when my daughter was born in 2007, I had to start creating jobs and my husband and I had a a brick and mortar business in Kauai because the the economy crashed and no one was hiring. My husband's like a rock musician and actor and he got a real estate license and then no one was hiring. So we made our first job in a brick and mortar business. We shut that down. And that was in 2011. And that's when Jen and I really came together to collaborate on our parenting blog. So again, creating work out of nothing, creating the job that I'm basically hiring myself. And uh, that same year, I started drinking green smoothies. My aunt had made me a green smoothie. I started interning with her. So she was actually in the online marketing world, kind of, you know, the 2008- online marketing. And so I learned a lot about email lists and websites. And I just, you know, I had this passion for green smoothies, but that wasn't the plan was for that to be a business. It was just something that started to fuel me and give me energy. I lost 27 pounds in three months um, with green smoothies being the kickstart to that health transformation. And over the year of Jen and I collaborating on the parenting blog called Family Sponge, which is still alive and well today, our ignored (laughs) little baby. But a friend of mine who has over a million followers on Instagram today, uh, really encouraged us to start sharing our green smoothie recipes on Instagram. And for all of those people, I think we are so resistant to starting a new social media platform. And so Jen and I were both very hesitant of like, well, we're already on Facebook and Pinterest and Twitter. And we just couldn't imagine adding another platform. But I, I did push past the resistance I and mean, even Jen, right. You were kind of just like, uh, I don't know about Instagram. You,
2: you can like post those. Oh yeah. I was burned out. I was so burned out on what we were doing where like, I couldn't add anything else. And I just thought it was so incredible that you would get up super early in the morning and like take photos of your smoothie and post pictures and comment. And it was just incredible. Like how much you can add of your way of our main business to start doing this and it wasn't even for our business. We were like, what we were doing with simple green smoothies at that time was actually just more of like a marketing channel for us to bring back to our parenting blog, family sponge. Yeah. And so the Instagram, I mean, we had zero followers and
1: then my friend, um, who had, you know, maybe, maybe she had like 10,000, 30,000 followers at that time gave us a shout out and we had 800 followers. And I'm like, this is amazing. Um, And then we got another influencer to give us a shout out and we jumped to like 3,000 followers. And I was like, we're on to something now. (laughs) So so. that was more
2: followers than we had at Family Sponge or a year of like busting our butts on that business. And then in a matter of like three months, we had more in our community around green smoothies than we did in Family Sponge. Yeah. And so that's
1: really where we created our job, um, was Jen started hustling and designing the simple green smoothies website and her hand and her imprint is all over the branding and the aesthetics of simple green smoothies. And that was really the jumpstart of what would in just a few months turn into a business that would start generating revenue for us.
0: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's really interesting. Cause, um, me, and you, mean you met uh, earlier in March, and You told a really interesting story about um, how Simple Green smoothies uh, started and your background and where you came from. And I'm curious, you guys um, noticed that you're getting traction on Instagram in terms of people joining your community and getting around the message and the brand. I'm curious, when did you guys decide that you're going to make a switch and focus? Because at the time, um, for both of you guys, was this your only job or like, how when did you guys like say, yep, this is something we're going to do. This is what we're, this is where, like, how did you know to focus on this?
2: During that whole time, Jada and I were both working different jobs. Like I was still running my online design studio and she was working for her aunt. And then also in a yoga studio as an assistant. And so we were balancing a lot on our plate, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. we were still doing family sponge. But then once Instagram started taking off and then I put my time into the website, I remember when Jada and I, it was around November when we were talking about doing maybe a 30 day challenge for January as a way to really like rally our community from family sponge and also the simple green smoothies community on Instagram and have them all come together for a 30 day green smoothie challenge. And that we knew would take a lot of work from us to do. And so we kind of kind of put our family sponge on the back burner then and like focused on this 30 day challenge. And at that point, we, we always thought family sponge would still happen. We were just pausing to work on this challenge and see how that went. But that's really when we didn't look back after that. Cause it just took off. Yeah. And that was 2012. And I would say that we
1: were following the momentum. So, you know, you have these little tiny wins in your business and you kind of allow that to be like just little crumbs, breadcrumbs of clues of like, okay, let's go in this direction now. And so we were really just going, where was the momentum happening? Where were the tiny, small wins? And so we saw the momentum, the Instagram growth, you know, from zero followers in July of 2005, 12 to 30,000 followers um, by the end of December, 2012, we knew that that's where we had to put our time and energy. And then in 2013, I remember asking Jen, like, well, how much money would you need to make from this business to stop doing design work? And she was like, $2,000 a month. And I, like Jen said, I was working jobs where I was making 15, two part-time jobs, Um, making $15 an hour and I just slowly I let go of one part-time job in December and then the other one in May of 2013 so we definitely you know we 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 peeled the band-aid off slowly of seeing like is this really something is this is this a validated business model
0: yeah okay awesome yeah no I think I think that's the way to go. That's what I did with Founder. You know, no, yeah. no, no secrets. Uh, that I for the first year I had a full time job and um, I treated it as a, like a passion project and kind of just chipped away at uh, building it up. Um, so I'm curious, can you guys talk to me about the business model?
1: Really, how we built the foundation of our business model is is through the free 30 day green smoothie challenge, and so that's really our lead generation strategy of how we bring new people. Um, we like to call them rock stars into our world. That has helped us build our email list to 385,000 subscribers. So that's the like core, how people learn about Simple Green Smoothies. And Jen, do you want to go more into like the
2: product side? Yeah. And I just want to say one last thing about the whole, like the free way that we bring people in. And we just, we really believe in leading with our heart and giving fully up front. And we found that to work really well for us. And so we make sure that our paid products are better than other people's free products. And that's something Jada said over and over again, because that's really how we built up our 30 day challenge. And so come for free and just feel so much value that they actually were asking us, like after our first challenge, do you have anything I can buy from you? Like, I would love to support what you girls are doing. And at that point we didn't have anything, but we followed that little curve and like what they said. And we're like, you know what, it's time to create something. (laughs) And so our first product was actually packaging that same January 30 day challenge. We packaged it into a PDF and sold it to the exact same community that had just done the free version of it but we made it a PDF where they could take it with them use it again and again instead of having it sent through email they had it on their phone on their computer and we sold that for $5 and we made over 8,500 I think it was 8,500 in the first week on that product and so from there we realized that we could create products that people would buy and it it got us over that fear of like Will they ever buy from us? And we realized then that they would. And so so we kept on going. And the next thing that we did was actually we signed up for Marie Forleo's B-School. And a lot of how we run our business is based on what she's taught us and like giving back. And it's not just about like our own community and serving them, but like taking it bigger than that. And John and I have done some um, nonprofit work outside of SGS too, just to like keep giving and giving in as many ways as we can. But through B-School, we went through the formula and did everything that Marie could teach us about our avatar to really get clear on who we were connecting with, who was our community. Because in the beginning, Jada and I didn't quite know who that person was. And so we would talk to everyone. And, like, remember, like, our emails used to say, like, hey, y'all, how's it going? Like, ready to rock with us? <laughs> <laughs> and we realized through school that, like, no, you need to talk to that one person. Like, there's one person out there that really needs you right now. And it's important to, like, reach out to them. And, like, every email we send now is to that one person. And our avatar, her name is Danny, And we created her so real that, like, she she almost feels like a friend to us at this point. And so when we log in to send emails, we're always writing to Danny if we're launching a product. It's to Danny. And because of that, we were able to create the product that Danny really needed. And that was a 21 day cleanse. And so in July of 2013, <laughs> we finished up our next 30 day challenge and went into promoting our 21 day cleanse, which we brought in a holistic nutritionist to support us with because The truth is Jada and I are not nutritionists. We don't have any background in that. We just really know how to make a mean green smoothie that tastes really good and makes you feel good, but people need more than that. And so we bring in help when we need it. And it's okay to always ask for help and surround yourself with people that know more than you so that they can bring you up, bring others up, and also just impact your community even deeper than we could alone. And so we created the 21 Day Cleanse and launched it in August And we had, within 10 days, we made $86,000 on that launch. And yes, I mean, we were like crying over it because until that point, Jada and I, we were struggling. Like we were working all these jobs just to get by. Like our husbands were also in like hard situations. Like my family, we were actually unemployed. We had, we had just moved across the country to start a church and it fell apart in a very sad way, but it's worked out for the best. (laughs) But we were on unemployment and we had um, actually it's called WIC and it's government food stamps. It's a program like that where it gives us groceries for our kids. And that's what we were using to like get us by each month. And so when this launch happened and we actually like had like money coming in, like real money, like it just meant so much to us because it was for months and months of Jada and I hustling and hustling because we believed that what we were doing could not only change lives, but could also like change our life. And at that point, we really felt it.
1: I think it's also important to remember, like we did the 30-Day Green Smoothie Challenge three times before we did that really big launch. Because I think it's really important for people to hear, you know, that you, you have to focus on building and nurturing a relationship with your tribe and your people before you just start asking for them to buy things from you. And yes, you can definitely, you know, sell things right away if you want. But I just think it's so important to like see that like we did a challenge in January, we did a challenge in April, and then we did a challenge in July. And that's when we had a really big ask um for them to invest in their health and, and make an energetic exchange between their money and us giving them a step-by-step program to follow. And that We were already nurturing them for an entire year through Instagram and Facebook and sharing free, valuable content. And I just think it's the long game that happens um, from that place. So it's like not just launch the challenge and then sell something right away, but find ways to really nurture that tribe and get to know them just like you would in a real romantic relationship that you go on a few dates and excursions and adventures together um, and get to know them more so that you can serve them to the best of your ability product that we sold in January was nothing compared to the product that we sold in July because we really asked the question of like, what are you struggling with the most? What would be a dream solution for you to have? And then creating a product to serve from that place.
0: That's gold. Thank you for sharing that, Jada. I've always been really impressed with your guys marketing. And I said this to you, Jada, when I saw you in March, like you guys know your stuff. I've really, really been impressed. Like my girlfriend, When I told her that I met you, she's like, oh, that's so cool. I've done one of their challenges too. So you guys are everywhere. Um, I'm curious, what happened next? We actually, like,
1: if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. So we actually lived on this business model from 2013 through 2015 until our book baby came out last November. So we really just rinse and repeated the model that we knew with the 30 day green smoothie challenge, no matter if people bought from us or not, they were experiencing transformation in their lives and they were telling their friends and their family members and school and coworkers about it. And then we would do the 30 day green smoothie challenge for free. And then we would invite them to join us for our 21 day cleanse. And we just, that was like our quarterly like the, the
2: business model that we would just repeat every quarter. Right, Jen? Yeah. And then in between those launches, we we sent out leafy love notes. And that's where we really just focused on getting them connected with us and sharing where we were in our health journey and just being really real and making it to where we became friends with them. And they just wanted to keep reading our emails and like be on this journey with us. So then as we got closer to each 30 day challenge, they were like, yes, I'm in, we are doing this together. And they would go through it with us and then they would want to know what's next. And that's Fresh Start 21, the perfect thing for them. So it was a really great model of nurturing, like connecting and then selling them something that had transformation.
0: Gotcha. And
2: what did you mean by
0: leafy love notes? (laughs)
2: So that's a word that Jada coined for us and our community happiness team, where we, we send out a weekly newsletter, no matter what, because it's really important to stay engaged with your community. And so we are consistent on every single week, no matter what, you will get an email from Jen and Jada at Simple Green Smoothies. And that's our love note to them. And so we make sure to always be like encouraging and just loving up on them so that they can look forward to logging into their email and amid all of the junk and like sale emails and stuff going on. They're going to, they know there's like a leafy love note from us to like make them smile.
0: Awesome. I love that. And also I'm curious around Danny. Can you tell me more about her and, and how you guys, what was the process that you guys went through to come up with this avatar and how important that is? Cause that's something actually that we're just learning um, at Founder as well how important this is. And it's something that some a lot of people skip, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, we skipped it for a while. But once we put the time into figuring it out, it helped not only our community, but it helped us make decisions around what kind of products to create and um, how to talk to Danny. And so one of the first things we did was Jod and I created a Google Doc and pretty much anything we do is in a Google doc, like it's just the best thing ever for co-founders to be able to collaborate together in that document. And so we went in there and just kind of brainstormed who, who our avatar was, like, where did she live? What did she look like? What was she struggling with? Did she have kids? Was she married? Um, what was her dream vacation? What's her ma- like her go-to magazine when she's checking out at the grocery store, what kind of gum does she buy? like all of these very specific questions to create a real person out of nothing. And for us, it was really like this mixture of Ajata and Jen is really who Danny was, which helped us a lot because we knew the struggles of Danny because they were our own struggles. And so we were able to like flesh those out and figure out what was the like deep within us like there's the, always a the superficial struggle of like oh I want to lose weight, but it's really like why do you want to lose weight? So that when I see those jeans in the back of my closet that have been sitting in there for four years, and I keep saying they're going to fit me one day, but like, it's because one day I want them to, and I'm willing to like, get there. I'm ready. So it's those struggles and sharing them is what's helped us a lot, like figure out who Danny is.
1: And one thing that we also did, um, which I think is a really fun, it wasn't part of the avatar exercise that we were doing, but we actually both Jen and I went on Pinterest on our own and found pictures that we felt like were embodied who danny was and so we ha- i think we were down to like three and we just voted on who would be like the winning danny um, and she has like a, she has like a, a a camera hanging around her neck, and so I think that process made it really fun. Was just adding that visual element, and then the crazy thing is, is like as soon as we did that exercise of getting really clear on who we were talking to, we did a blender giveaway and had people upload YouTube videos, you know, saying why um, what they struggle with with the most with their health, and for a chance to win, uh, I think it was a Vitamix blender and yep. one of the people that entered was Danny like D A N I <laughs> the same way that we spelled our Danny like we were oh, being wow. super unique <laughs> and like we've taken screenshots of it but she had like a video she was a blogger creative um she had three kids. yeah two <laughs> three kids something like that and so it was just like such a celebration of how you know, the same that you would do when you like you buy a car and then you see your car everywhere. It's like all of a sudden we like created who Danny was and then we were actually really seeing the real Danny in real life.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. And did you, did you let her win the competition? Yeah. <laughs> You we, had
2: to, right. we had no choice. Like yeah. it was, we wrote that email for her. It was her Vitamix in the first place, so we had to give it to
0: her. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's funny. That's awesome. Okay, awesome. So, yeah. I think yeah, you guys have really, really nailed your positioning and just speaking to your audience. And one thing um that you guys do really, really well is community management, which uh, Jada talked about and Tropical Think Tank. Can you tell me? more about your community management and how you guys go above and beyond to create this amazing brand and connection and relationship with your community and audience?
1: Yeah. So we've built a team of community happiness specialists. And really what we've gotten them to do is become a voice, an extension of the simple green smoothies voice, of a uh, representation of what Jen and I stand for. Um, so I think this is one thing that's really important is if you want to build like a rock star community management team that the founders have an opportunity to get to know the community and interact with them because that was us. Like we were responding to Instagram comments, Facebook comments. Jen's husband was even helping us when our growth was just growing so fast. <laughs> but we had an opportunity to really get to know our community. So then I could then really communicate with the people that we hire, this is how we treat our community. And so what our community happiness specialists do, they're kind of manning different, different stations. So Facebook, Instagram, website comments, and emails. And one of the things that we really implemented in our business is no comment left behind. So really interacting, acknowledging people when they comment, when they, you know, are like, this is awesome. This is an awesome recipe, you know, just Keeping the conversation going like, oh, I'm so glad you like the recipe. If you make it, post a photo and tag us when you make it. So just taking that conversation a little bit deeper. And it was something that I saw was missing in the online world was I would see all these busy, big influencers who and all of their fans would be asking them questions And they would just be ignored. And I remember seeing this one person saying, oh, so-and-so never responds to comments, so don't even ask. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's so sad. And so I don't want that to be our business. I don't want that to be the story that people are saying about us. I want our community to really feel loved. And that's something that Jen and I have been so committed to is that people feel loved and taken care of, of by us, whether they never buy anything from us. That's really important to both of us.
0: Hey guys, I really hope you're feeling inspired from today's interview. exclusive savings on startup tools, and 24-7 real human support. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash Founder Plus trial or click the link in our show notes to claim your trial. All right, now let's jump back in the show. Yeah, no, I think that's um, such a great way to look at it and just to care and give a damn because attention is so difficult to get and and we're the same like I think if someone's taking the time to out of their day to actually leave a comment or you know um, add some value to your content and or ask a question you want to respond to that and you want to respect that person's attention that they're giving
1: yeah and Love that. Respecting the person's attention. And I think it's also important to create systems in place. So one thing that we have is a shared Google Doc of the FAQs. Because, I, you know, one of the things, especially for founders, is we get burnt out, like answering the same questions over and over again. So it really is important that you have someone that's handling those more um repetitive questions over and over again, but you create the system for it. So again, like Jen said, we love Google Docs. And so as questions are coming in, we add the question, we add our response, and then our team is able, they have a resource to go to. So no matter who comes in, the voice is still the same and Mm -hmm. really represents our values and our beliefs. And um, they just know how to navigate that whole place.
0: Can you tell me about your, the size of your team and and uh, how you've worked out who to hire along the way and where you guys are at now with that?
2: Yeah, we started, I mean, it was just Jonna and me and occasionally my husband would fill in when we would host our 30 day challenges and just need extra support around Facebook commenting or answering questions through email. But within three months of like Actually, having some money coming in, the first thing we did was hire someone to help us with emails and commenting because that was the place that was draining both of us. And so we realized that where we were feeling drained and sucked was the first place to like put a plug in so that we could continue to like grow the business and do the things that excited us so that our community could feel that too. So the first hiree was Dan, who actually happens to be a really good friend of mine. And he was a pastor and working part-time at Barnes and Nobles. So I had to woo him over to Simple Green Smoothies, which was not even a company. I think we just became an LLC the like week before mm-hmm. and tell him like, okay, we just started out. It's brand new. We really think this is going to work. Like our following's growing. Can we like pay you just a little bit more than Barnes and Nobles is to get you started and like have you help us? And he ended up saying yes. And he has been with us since then. And that was in April of 2013. So he's three and a half years with us. And I mean, he's worked his way up. So as the business has grown, we've hired more support teams. So right now there is actually three community happiness specialists working with us. And one is kind of managing them. And Dan has moved up to a project manager. And so he, because he knows the ins and outs of the business because he's grown it with us. And so he can really figure out where the need is, what project needs to happen and how to get it moving. And so he does that piece for us. And then Jesse is the one who is our, team leader over at the community happiness side and she helps Tessa and Amanda with questions that they have that they don't know how to answer through the Google doc or just brainstorm ways that we can surprise and delight our community because every month we give them permission to do that with a couple people in our community and surprise them with like a $20 Target gift card if they love Target or send them a signed copy of our book just something that like they're not expecting and that we can bring delight to their life And then we have a programmer because we definitely need support around the tech side of things. It used to be where, um, I mean, every entrepreneur starts where you do everything. And so like, my background was in design, but I had to learn programming for SGS and how to do WordPress and all of that. But as soon as we could hire a programmer, that was like my first need. And so we did that. And now we have a designer who works with me. And who am I forgetting? Oh, our photographer. photographer. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, wow. Lindsay. Incredible. So, she's the one who really upped the Simple Green Smoothies brand visually for our photos. And she's just incredible. And I am so thankful to have her on our team. Yeah. And she helps us also come up with recipes.
1: And, And so, I think it's really important too to like, we started with just sharing photos from my iPhone three. And then I begged my husband for an iPhone four. So that's like where like the Instagram photos started. And then Jen bought a, you know, a Canon, was it a rebel? rebel? Yeah. It was
2: like one of the first SLR cameras, but I knew that was how like you could get legit photos. <laughs> yeah. So I, <laughs> I took the plunge and went from the like point and shoot to that yeah. and started doing our like staging our photos and just making them higher ends. And, Really, I got that idea from, like, we were just starting the website, and I was looking at all of the other green smoothie websites out there and realized that when Jada and I were trying to find recipes, as we were getting interested in green smoothies, most of the websites didn't even have photos of what they looked like or what was in it, and so we wanted to make sure that every recipe we shared had a visual to go with it, just so it made it really easy and also a lot less intimidating. When you can see that, oh, this green smoothie actually has like peaches in it or banana. And I like those. I may not like kale, but I like peaches and bananas. So I will give this a shot.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. So you guys actually have a full-time photographer that's creating content now for you guys? Full-time, yep. Wow. I mean, she's still
2: like, yeah, but she's like, we have her work on all of our product creation And, um, like whenever we do cross promotions with someone else, she'll take the photos for it and she runs Pinterest for us. And the great thing is she still, because it's, it's full-time to us, but in the real world, it's not full-time. She's just the most like full-time of our contractors. She also runs her own online blog um, called Cafe Johnsonia. And that's where she shares her recipes and photography too. And she is hired out for cookbooks all the time now. So she's growing and like expanding what she does beyond just simple green smoothies.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So let's talk about um, the challenges because I know you guys get a lot of questions and I have to ask you because um, that's been a really big traction piece for you guys. Do you think all businesses can do challenges? If so, why? And do they get taxing doing them uh, time and time again um i'm really curious around that piece as well
1: my belief is that it doesn't necessarily need to be a challenge but i do believe that every business should have some type of free experience that creates this live community engagement live in real time it's one of the biggest conversations in corporate is client and customer engagement and i think that that's just going to expand even more as you know online business has been around for a while and i feel like there's so much automation and outsourcing and all of these pieces that people are so hungry for connection they're so hungry for community and they're also hungry for like impact and change in their own lives and so i believe whether it's a challenge or something similar to it cuz if someone was you know maybe starting a a blog where they're serving people who have kids on the autism spectrum. I might not use the word challenge. I might use the word like project or experiment or so the word is just like one piece. It's one thing to like get people to commit to a start date and an end date and do it live and in real time together. I think that people are going to stand out in the marketplace when they really create that community engagement with their tribe. And then Jen, do you want to talk
2: a little bit about like the energy and resources of hosting it over and over again? Sure. And for us, that that is like a concern because we do put a lot of our resources into our 30-day challenges. Like we look at a full year and we spend four months hosting these challenges. And then another month or probably three weeks each quarter preparing for it and updating our recipes and our PDFs and the copy to make sure that it's like real time, like they can relate with it with what's going on right now in the world. So it takes a lot from us, but we also know that the impact from it has been so huge in so many people's lives that we can't not do it because it works. And like, I mean, we get emails all the time from people just saying like, I cannot thank you enough for your 30 day challenge. My husband's he completed it and he's gone off his his blood sugar medication or blood pressure medication. And like big changes are happening to people because of this. And so we just, we're aware that it takes a lot from us. And so once the challenge is over, we're really intentional with the next launch that it brings in money so that we can cover these challenges.
1: Yeah. And there's definitely ways to like, we've definitely created a way to make it more evergreen. We still like to have that like live and in real time stamp on it, but we've the same recipes get repeated each year. So January, the following January, the recipes and the shopping list will be the same, the same for April, 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 each year, will the same recipes and ingredients on the shopping list. So we've found ways to kind of create the template. Even though you know, as founders and creatives, we're always tweaking templates. Even though there's there's one in place. Um, just and Jen and I like our top strengths are are maximizers. So we're always trying to figure out like how can we make this even better than it's already the best. How can
2: we make it even better than the best? So we compete um, against ourselves. It's yeah. Sad. <laughs> Yeah. And then also one thing we all, we found a creative way for us to like help bring in revenue during the challenge too. And that was by once someone signs up for the 30 day challenge, it's a live thing. And so we send a weekly email with the recipes and the shopping list, but there's people out out there that really just want everything up front and then they'll do it with us still, but they want to be prepared and like plan ahead and so, for five dollars, they can download a PDF with all of the recipes, every week shopping list, and be ready to go on day one with us. And a lot of people do that, and so that that helps us recover some of our expenses too during the challenge.
0: Yeah, I see. That's really smart. Um, so tell me, guys. Um, I also just touching on what you said, Judd. I think that's really on point around this this free experience. I think it's so extremely key because I think. Now, now sometimes um, you can get uh, a really good, I guess, way to differentiate yourself in, in the marketplace if you take offline experiences online. And that's something mm-hmm. that we're constantly thinking about. Like if someone you know, purchased one of our products, you know, let's call them up and thank them and just make sure they're okay. Let's send them a handwritten thank you card let's um, just wow them however we can by taking you know, general offline practices online. I think that's, that's really, really smart. And um, I love the idea around doing challenges um, and you guys have got so much traction. Like uh, the size of, of your email database and community is insane um, just in the short period of time. So talk to me guys and we'll work towards wrapping up. What's next for the business? What's next for you guys?
2: Yeah. I mean, there, there's so many opportunities out there right now. And one that is getting close. It's not for sure yet. Are we even allowed to, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but, um, there is talk about book number two coming out for simple green smoothies. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited about that and the possibility of just reaching more people out in the physical world, because when you're an online company, a lot of times you do, like you get in this bubble of being online. And we loved having a book out there where it was a physical book. It was in Target. It's in Barnes and Nobles. And people that wouldn't know about us online are able to find us through that book. And so that's something new coming up as possible book number two. We're also creating another version of Fresh Start 21 because we've listened to our community. <laughs> we we pull them all the time asking like, what what do you want from us? Like, what do you need? What's like your biggest struggle right now? And one of them is that they loved Fresh Start 21 and the transformation they get from it. But they need another version of it for springtime because it's a seasonal cleanse, but we only have the fall version. And so we've been working behind the scenes with a holistic nutritionist and with Lindsay to create a whole spring version of Fresh Start 21. And we'll be getting ready to launch that in the spring.
0: Okay. So look, we'll work towards wrapping up, guys. Um, A couple of questions around starting and also I have for you a couple of questions around if you knew what you knew now uh, what would you do differently so the first one is uh, for people that want to start a business but don't know where to start uh, what would each of your recommendations be and we'll start with Jada
1: yeah so I would definitely test a message or an idea And the way that you do that, you know, is like just pick one thing that like, hey, if I talked about this for the next three years, uh, I would be excited about it. I think that's a really good, just a feeler of committing to a message or an idea and then actually testing it. So picking one social media platform that you can then start really broadcasting that messaging to an audience interacting in that ecosystem of that platform and seeing if people actually resonate and respond back to the messaging that you're sharing. Because I say, if you can't get 10 people or 100 people to like and engage and interact with with your movement, with your message, with your idea. You're not going to be able to get a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand people to resonate. So, starting really small, kind of like micro testing your ideas and putting consistent messaging around one topic, one idea, which is what we did with green smoothies is that we went from all over the place with family sponge talking about, you know, arts and crafts and unplugging as a family and healthy meals to like, all we talk about is green smoothies. And I just believe that when you hyper-focus on one core message or idea, that that can build traction a lot quicker, and then you can expand the messaging from there. So I would pick one social media platform and play with one core message.
0: Awesome. Jen?
2: I would say to first make a list of things that really light you up and that excite you. And they can be totally random, crazy things, but just make that list, like do a massive brain dump. And this is for those of you that like aren't sure what's that like big idea that you actually want to take a step forward with. So if you're not even sure of your business idea yet, like brain dump this list of things that light you up. And then what I would do next is I would go through that list and start asking yourself, like, if I had to go to work every day and talk about this thing, would I enjoy it? What I've learned is it's easier to say no to things than it is to say yes, when you're presented and with questions like that. So then begin crossing off that list. It's like, heck no, I would not be interested in talking about hairbrushes all day long. And so go through, cross off the list. And then when you come to the last few, just pick one, because the truth is there is no right one. Like you just have to go with one and it's going to, it's going to change anyway, no matter what you choose is not what you're going to end up in business with in the end, according to like the journeys of most entrepreneurs out there. So just go with one of them and then begin talking about it out loud instead of keeping it in your head, like make this real and be open about it and get ready for feedback and like be prepared for it and ask for it. And so let people know what your idea is and what you're thinking of doing and see how they're responding to it. And I think that's a great way to get started.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much guys. So wrapping up two more questions uh, for each of you. If you knew what you knew now, what would you do both do differently, and then um, the best place uh, people can find both of you?
1: So for me, I think it's really listening to your intuition, like your inner wisdom. I think as we get deeper, deeper into entrepreneurship and, you know, you're always going to be solving problems, solving problems for other people and also solving problems for yourself inside the business internally. And uh, so often we and me, too, I'm super guilty of this is externally reaching for answers like, oh, this Course or this person or this coach or, you know, has all the answers for me. And I think if you remember that those are all just their filters, their lenses of like how you can do something, but they're not the only way and it it might not be the right way for you. So not looking at any piece of information or coach or guide as like the end all to be all solution for what's right for you and your business. I think it's so important to listen to your own intuition, your own inner knowing of like what's right for your community, what's right for you and the way that you show up in your business. Because ultimately that coach, that course, that teacher is not in your business and they don't they don't know the ins and outs the way that you do. And they, they also can't really know how you feel in the day to day. So ultimately really coming, learning to be a more powerful decision maker on like, what's right for
0: you
2: in the moment. And where can they find you, Jada? <laughs>
0: Thanks, Jada. That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Jada. Yep. Yeah, where, where's the best place people can find you? You can find me at com or.
1: Uh, I also have um for those people that want to make more intuitive decisions in their business and create things that they are guided by that is like the right thing for you in the moment.
2: Okay. And then um, I don't even remember the question now. Jada, would you like to ask it to me this time and get me started? <laughs> yeah. So knowing what you know now,
1: what would you do differently? Or is that correct? Nathan?
0: Yeah, that's it. That's it. Let's let's draw from your guys' experience as entrepreneurs.
2: For me, it's I wish that I would have slowed down and checked in with myself daily. This is something that um I didn't do for a long, long time, and I really just focused on building up this business and getting the work done and crossing off my to-do list and making sure other people's needs were met in our community or on our team. And in the reality was like, it was draining me. Like I was drained and exhausted and stressed and not sleeping well and just not taking care of myself. And so I realized through that, like sacrificing (laughs) myself for my business just is not cool. And I didn't create a business to do that. And so I just really started like daily checking in with myself to like see how I'm doing and make sure that like I'm in alignment with the life I want and I'm leading the way I want and just really coming from a place that like is empowering for me instead of like stressful and like sad. And so, um, one way I like actually do this is Jonathan Fields just released a new book and I was reading it and, um, he calls them awareness triggers and that's where you can set like your cell phone and, um, use it like for random times of the day where it's going to go off and it does that for me so my phone goes off and then i stop for a minute i pause i'll take a deep breath um sometimes i'll go for a walk in the backyard and go pet my chickens but it's like this time where i'm taking a break from all of the craziness and the life of entrepreneurs and figuring out how i'm doing and what I, my needs are and am i actually meeting those needs and if i'm not then i slow down and like make a priority of it and that's that's pretty much it but i did want to say i would love to invite all of you guys over to um Simple Green Smoothies and try a green smoothie recipe. They are so delicious. And we didn't get to tell you how great they are. But um, if you head on over, go check out Beginner's Luck. It's the recipe that Jada and I got hooked on. It was love at first sip. And we also have a free 30-day green smoothie challenge that you can join with us and rock out. And we would just love to have you there. So head on over to SimpleGreensmoothies.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And I, um, I've been getting into the uh, smoothies as well. Emily always makes them for me every morning. And it's just like, you actually get like a real boost of energy. They're they're seriously
2: awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was such a caffeine addict before, like I was hooked on coffee, like multiple times a day. And with green smoothies, like, I don't need it like that. Like now I just enjoy a cup, but I really like crave the green smoothie and the energy you get from that more than coffee. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. No, I've never been a coffee drinker, but I'm curious. um, So to make them green, you guys always have to put like certain things like spinach or, or pears and apples and stuff like that. You guys have other color smoothies too?
1: Yes. We do. We have some purple ones and some pink ones.
2: And brown ones.
1: Yeah, and brown. brown. (laughs) If you want pink, you can use raspberries or beets, which will make them really bright pink. Um, But we always include uh, leafy greens. So kale or spinach or chard. That's just something we've been really committed to with Simple Green Smoothies because getting those leafy greens is one of the hardest things for people to get in their daily diet especially jen and i we were never like salad eaters so this was like our first gateway into eating more veggies than just like potato and corn at least for me that's like (laughs) those were vegetables for me it was like potato (laughs) and corn
0: (laughs) awesome well look thank you so much uh for taking the time guys and uh I hope you have a fantastic day and I hope everything's okay on your end, Jen. You said you've got um, a hurricane coming or something. So thank you so much for taking (laughs) the time. And uh, yeah, it was great to finally connect again, guys. Yes. Thank Thank you. It was fun. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content, either start or grow their business